Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our latest Housing Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Wei, Senior Economist and the uh, Director of Research at the California Association of Realtors. So glad I, uh, I can uh, do another podcast with you guys and share some information with you uh, on a uh, biweekly basis. Now, you might be surprised. Normally, I'm not the one doing the introductions. Usually, uh, Jordan Levine, our deputy chief economist, um, does the introductions, give you some idea about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but uh, this time, it's a little different. He's not here. He's actually on vacation, a well-deserved vacation. Um, he's doing some camping right now. Um, so he will be back, you know, the next episode. But uh, in the meantime, I have a special guest. Um, no, it's been half a year or uh, it's been uh, three months, actually three, four months, you know, after the uh, coronavirus outbreak started. So I decided to invite someone back uh, to talk about the uh, housing market. Uh, I have the uh, privilege to uh, invite our chief economist, uh, Leslie Appleton-Young, to join me for this podcast. Thank you, Leslie, for coming and joining our podcast. You're welcome. Hi, everybody. I'm delighted to be here filling in for Jordan and talking with Oscar about what's going on in the market. We have a lot of uh, fresh data, interesting observations, and a lot of uncertainty as we go forward, but uh, we'll give it our best shot. Right, Oscar? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, I I know we have a lot uh, to cover. We're going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about the market. And uh, at the end of the presentation, we're going to... uh, you know, give you guys a little bit of update of what we think the year is going to end um, for the for the market. But before we do that, uh, I usually uh, provide some uh, insight or provide some update on uh, the current coronavirus pandemic situation. So I'll do that in the next minute or so. So um, let's uh, I'll give you guys some number. Um, in terms of at the national level, we, it seems like yes, we had some reopening, right, uh, Leslie? Yeah, we did. I mean, we were really looking at um, uh, some of the some of the states doing pretty well. Certainly, New York has done a wonderful job of con- uh, containing things. So many states um, were in, encouraged to go forward and open up, typically with a phased uh, reopening. But unfortunately, it looks like that has been a catalyst for uh, a return to some pretty striking. Uh, numbers in terms of new infections and hospitalizations, right, Oscar? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a little, it's. I mean, of course, uh, anytime we have you know the state reopened, we expect uh, you know some of the unexpected. But uh, you know, lately in the last few weeks, we have seen some you know surged and uh, number of cases. In terms of uh, confirmed cases uh, in the U.S., at uh, closing in on two point seven million. At the global level, it's 10 million. So we actually, the U.S. actually is making up about uh, more than 25% of all the cases. In terms of the death toll, it actually passed 129,000. That's a significant number. Now, um, we mentioned about, you know, reopening. Reopening is, you know, to help, you know, the economy. And it it, it was expected uh, things to get a little bit better as far as the economy uh, goes uh, when the reopening goes. and when we have the reopening, but at the same time, there are a few states, Texas, Florida, you know, California also uh, have been seeing a little bit of a surge. 
Now, just uh, let's talk about California. California, we had um, now over 216,000 cases uh, in California. Now, that's a significant um, because part of it is because, of course, we have more new testings, you know, more testings on, on, on coronavirus, and that's actually lead to more cases. New cases, actually, uh, as of last week, was um, on a daily basis, we had maybe about 5,000, 5,300 cases. Um, but these new cases, the spike in new cases is not just about uh, new testings. Uh, we also have increase in uh, positivity rate. And that means more people have been tested uh, um, with a positive, uh, being positive with the coronavirus. Uh, that's not a good sign. Um, in fact, you know, the positivity rate actually went up to 5.5% as compared to, I think, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was at 5%. Um, if we look at the number of people who get hospitalized in California, that number also surged in the last two weeks. I think it went up by about um, uh, 3 or 4% in the last two, three weeks or so. Um, unfortunately, you know, as far as the severity of those people who were hospitalized, um, many of those, uh, the, the number of people who were um, admitted to ICU, that number actually, that rate actually uh, has gone down in the last couple of weeks. But it's still early to say because some of these new patients, they're in the early stage of the pandemic or the coronavirus uh, symptoms. So some of them could be admitted to ICU, you know, in the next couple of weeks or so. So we have to make sure, uh, we reiterate every single time when we do the uh, uh, podcast, we have to make sure that we practice our social distancing and wear our face mask. We need to, together, we need to contain this uh, coronavirus pandemic situation. I mean, I think the takeaway here is we're certainly not out of the woods uh, woods yet. So, so definitely safety first. So, uh, maybe we can move on and talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the economy, both in the rearview mirror and what's uh, what's coming up. Absolutely. Now, um, Leslie, I mean, I know you've been paying attention, keeping track of all the uh, macroeconomics and as well as the market, you know, all these um, all along. And so maybe um, let's start off with I'm just going to throw in, you know, um, you know, a rearview mirror look back at what happened in the first quarter. In the first quarter, you know, our um, GDP went down by 5%. Um, and we're in the second quarter now. It looks like, you know, things are, um, at first, you know, we have been seeing, you know, decline in retail sales and uh, consumer spending and all that stuff. But it seems like uh, things are picking up a little bit. Maybe you can go over a little bit of, you know, the current macroeconomic conditions. With, uh, for yeah, us. Oscar, I think, uh, you know, the minus 5% in the first quarter is going to be really um, <laughs> dwarfed by the decline <laughs> in the second quarter that's going to be around uh, 40%. For example, UCLA just revised their forecast and their drop is even in, in excess of uh, 40%. Wow. So we, we all need to be prepared for uh, the lockdown creating a situation where big swaths of the economy um, were essentially put on on hold. Um, you know, I think we also want to focus on some of the more positive um, positive numbers that we've seen, and I'll focus on um, consumer spending. Consumer spending was up 8.2 percent in May from a month earlier, and we had just a huge gain of 17.7 um, percent uh, year over year in retail sales after some really significant drops. In March and April. So I think the takeaway there is one, 
uh, is that consumers are ready to get back to normal, uh, even though it's not a green light yet, right? But they're ready mm -hmm. uh, to do that. And that the uh, relief efforts coming out of Washington um, have truly made a difference for people, either the uh, the PUA or the direct uh, uh, the direct payments from the uh, Treasury, the small business uh, small business loans. They've really helped to keep people uh, going, and I think that's also what you're seeing reflected um, in the consumer uh, consumer conf uh, confidence numbers. And you know, we've still got um, personal income up. Um, from mm -hmm. what it was in February, up about 3.8%. So again, that's uh, that's policy happening in a in a world where the unemployment rate um, is still double double digits. You know, we're um, we're we're providing a certain uh, a certain amount of relief. Whether it's going to be enough, I mean, that's the big policy debate on Capitol Hill right now. It's like how much and how soon uh, do we need to get another relief package? But certainly, looking at the um, at the May data, we saw some resilience on the part of um, uh, consumers. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, we're seeing, um, you know, some resilience. And of course, you mentioned as far as, you know, the government assistance is concerned, we did see a, a big boost in, uh, in April and May. Um, and so, you know, it helped. But uh, I'm always concerned about what's going to happen, you know, if we actually st uh, stop seeing some of those assistance. I mean, you know, if we stop seeing some government assistance, uh, federal assistance, um, then we might actually start seeing a little bit of decline. The other concern that I have is the search, the search in the uh, coronavirus. I mean, if we are, if some of the states are closing down or shutting down again, then um, I wonder what's going to happen to the economy. Yeah, I think one of the things also that was most troubling to me of the UCLA forecast that you attended last week and, and shared all of the uh, presentations was Ed Lemer's really look, uh, detailed look at the, at the labor market and kind of making an assessment of what jobs are likely to come back and what jobs aren't likely to come back. And as time has gone on, it's been um, harder and harder to avoid the conclusion that there will be jobs that simply won't be uh, coming back in the in the form that they existed um, before, and that really is 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 why people are seeing this recovery is taking a lot longer than the hoped for V shape um, that we had back in uh, back in March. Uh, the uh, the economics uh, group and and analysts, particular policy analysts, are saying no, it that does not look. Uh, uh, at all likely at this point. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time, um, you know, looking at the uh, jobless claim or initial claims that we have uh, as of last week, we still have 1.5 million people actually filing, you know, their uh, initial job claims for unemployment benefit last week. And that's going to take a while um, in, uh, for it to go back down to um, even, you know, below 1 million. Um, going uh, going with the rate that we're seeing right now. Uh, very concerning um, for for what's going on right now. Now, on the upside, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say upside, the more, on a more positive note, it looks like um, if we look at some of the weekly numbers uh, for our housing market, it seems like, you know, that's a bright spot. But I know, you know, maybe um, 
before we do that, let's take a look, a quick look at, you know, the monthly number. Monthly number is not very optimistic, but the weekly number seems a little bit more. So maybe you can give us some idea about, you know, the monthly and then contrast it with the weekly. Yeah, um, thanks, Oscar. Um, the May numbers, and again, these are rear view mirror numbers, right? The, the mm -hmm. closings through May are, are really looking at transactions that were negotiated and put into escrow uh, in middle of March till the end of, of April. And that number was, was not good. We had a 41.4 uh, mm -hmm. uh, percent decline. See, I even have trouble saying it. 41.4 percent <laughs> uh, decline on a year-over-year -year basis in closing closings in May. Honestly, it was what we expected. Um, Oscar spent a lot of work doing a pending sales index uh, for us. It's forward, obviously forward looking. And so we were um, anticipating that. It was all regions across California. It was all price categories. It was the pause button on the market and the overall economy that um, that we've talked about um, a lot. The, the other thing about May, in, in addition to the big drop in closings, was the fact that we had a drop in the median home price um, for the first time, uh -huh. first year over year decline since 2012. And that was really kind of um, eye-opening, you know, that we, that we are seeing a decline in the median, partly because the high end has hit, been hit harder than uh -huh. the entry level part of the market. But also really across the board and when you look at the price per square foot series that we also track we had a year-over-year -year decline very similar a drop of 3.8 percent um, so may looks like um, at least from the perspective of today kind of like the trough um, in in the market um, um, if you if you will and after that, when we've looked at the weekly data, we've actually seen an increase um, in, in closings, um, you know, coming up from a very low base, actually through much of April um, and, and into May, right? So there's mm -hmm. a level here that's low, but there was a direction um, moving higher. And one of the things we noticed, again, um, thanks to Oscar and his team for getting us daily MLS data mm -hmm. that we calculate these weekly um, averages. Um, average daily closed sales in the week that ended June 26 were actually down 9.2% compared to the week before. Um, pending sales were down 6.9% compared to the week before, the statewide data. And new listings were down 10.2% compared to um, the week before. So we are, again, there's a lot of noise in the weekly numbers and there's reporting issues when you get a holiday. So there's um, a little bit of a caveat surrounding, but it's certainly something we're going to watch very carefully because I think the takeaway is this is not going to be a V-shaped, um, out of the gate, always moving in the same direction um, type of recovery. I think we are going to see uh, fits and starts. Mm -hmm. All that being said, I also believe that the residential real estate market is poised to lead the economy out of the 
um, uh, out of the recession. We have seen a robust demand side <laughs> and mm -hmm. record record low rates. But um, as I said earlier, we're not out of the woods uh, woods yet, right, Oscar? Absolutely not. I mean, I think you know we were we were uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised, you know, a few weeks ago when we uh, start seeing oh, okay uh, uptick in uh, pending sales. Looks like uh, it's you know, multiple weeks of increase, that's a good sign. But, you know, reality is, you know, when we have typically in a, in a year, you know, there is a home buying season between what, April to June or whatever it is. Um, and uh, we were hoping that, you know, that could stretch a little longer, but in reality, it, uh, it is what it is. There is right. also, you know, that the, the, the surge in coronavirus. So I think, um, we are seeing um, it's it's not uh, uh, a surprise to see a little bit of a slowdown in the next couple of weeks, maybe even, you know, uh, stretching on a little longer, um, despite the fact that we have very very low rates right now. Yeah, I mean, Oscar, it's such a good point, and I I, I think that's really the the two lines of thought here. Uh, you know, some people have said, look think of May as January. It's the beginning of the year all over again. It's a fresh start. You have buyers ready to go and sellers on the sidelines still trying to figure out what they want to do. And so, you know, people have said, well, don't think of it as the spring home buying season. Think of it as the summer home buying season. But what you're saying is, you know what, maybe not so fast. You know, maybe we are getting into the tail end of the spring home buying season after all. And again, it's it's too soon to tell, but I think right, that is right. a valid perspective at this point for sure. Right, right. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, you know, with uh, in, in the next coming weeks, we'll have a little bit more data to take a look at um, and see if things could be at least leveling off a little bit, not, you know, declining on a weekly basis, but leveling off that will actually help you know, the housing market to uh, stretch a little longer. Uh, but again, we will need to have a little bit more data uh, to right. see if that's going to be the case. Now, right. uh, given that, you know, um, what we have on hand right now, um, Leslie, you know, uh, it's great to have you here, but we want you to have, uh, to give us, you know, a little bit more uh, insight onto what you think the rest of the year is going to look like given the data that we have right now. Well, Oscar, that's really a very difficult question to answer because, <laughs> well, like all forecasts, you know, you need to make assumption, underlying assumptions uh -huh. about um, what's going on. And we really have this marvelous um, economist at CAR, namely you, who is <laughs> in you. charge of doing our, um, our forecasting. And I will let you know that we are looking at it um, and Oscar with a fine tooth comb every month, you know, because as we get more data, we have a little bit more certainty about how the market's responding to this just crazy um, uh, health and uh, uh, economic situ um, situation. So um, barring a reversal back to the complete shutdown that we had between the middle of March and certainly to the middle of May, approximately. Um, uh, the current forecast has um, a second quarter drop of a little bit less than 30%, a rebound um, in the third quarter of this year in terms of sales of almost 25%, and a further increase of about two to 3% in the, in the fourth quarter. So 
with that trajectory, you know, with a, a an improvement and opening up of the economy and, and sellers being more uh, comfortable with um, uh, going through the process, we've mm -hmm. got a drop for uh, 2020 of 12.7%. Uh, and for the year as a whole, for prices, a drop of only 1.1%. Uh, and I think that's a very reasonable forecast for a recovery, a gradual but um, persistent uh, recovery. The biggest risk here is is all on the downside because right. it is predicated on the strength and the length um, of the um, of the virus and how soon we will have a vaccine available. You know, one of the interesting surveys we do uh, on a on a weekly basis um, is talking to. Uh, realtors. And one of the questions we've asked is, you know, are you worried about the economy opening up too quickly, too slowly? You're not sure. And we've got a third, a third, a third, right? We have an industry <laughs> that is um, as diverse as the population in terms of their um, their um, uh, attitudes about um, about the virus. So my my takeaway from that is we really need to stay focused on um, on the transaction and the client and their real right. estate needs. We need to continue to embrace and grow with a comfort in the digital tools because it's the tech enabled agent that has the advantage in a, in a, in a pandemic, um, a pandemic world. So I think that will certainly be one of the maybe silver linings coming out of this, you know, that it's really uh, put on um, hyperspeed, um, adapt, adaptation there. So, um, you know, looking at 2020, there's, there's no doubt there's, uh, there's a hit, but this, this industry is poised for, for growth. We're just waiting for things right now that are out of our control. Very well said. And I absolutely agree with you. I think, uh, you know, in the last 12 weeks, um, or the 14 weeks, whatever it is, um, I think we have seen, uh, changes and we have seen some changes in the housing market. And uh, we have seen a lot of people uh, adapting to new ways of doing things. We were, you know, I think at the beginning we were concerned about, you know, how fast people will adapt to virtual tours. I mean, not just, uh, you know, realtors, but consumers and sellers. It looks like, you know, think people are, you know, well, people realize this is not going to be a two weeks, three weeks window. It's going to be a little bit longer. Well, it's um, welcome so to the rest of your life. I mean, not that there won't be. Um, a return to some of that. But um, I think even consumers, you know, they're going to do a lot more weeding through properties with oh, yeah. these incredible 3D uh, tours than they would have before, right? Yeah. Well, things that I actually didn't even know myself. I mean, I learned right. a lot right. myself. Well, and more floor plans, you know, absolutely. I mean, having a floor plan is absolutely incredible, you know, to see if your furniture is going to fit and to really get a bird's eye view if you will of of what it uh what it is so you're seeing more of more of those you know really a recognition that the the visual aspects of the transaction are key here absolutely absolutely um so you know i guess you know we just have to um you know continue um paying attention to the market at the same time make sure that uh, we're doing you know all of us um uh, realtors as well as you know consumers all of us you know pay attention to you know the coronavirus make sure that we are uh, keeping keeping it under contain 
I think that's the best way we can do to uh, help the uh, the economy as well as you know the the country going going back to normal. I know it's not going to be um, you know in, in in the next week, two weeks or so. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a while. Uh, but uh, if we do our due diligence, I think uh, we'll have, we'll be able to help to get back to normal a little bit faster. Right, right. I couldn't agree more, more, Oscar. It, it certainly has been um, an exhilarating experience the last couple of weeks, just trying to stay on on top of uh, everything. And kudos to our research group that has just done an amazing job keeping all kinds of data and new data sources current uh, current for us. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you for uh, your, your, your comment. Um, any final thoughts uh, you want to let our audience know? Um, just to please stay tuned. This, this is a very rapidly changing um, uh, picture as, as we go forward. And again, stay focused um, on the customer. Uh, stay focused. I've, you know, I've run into people that are surprised that transactions are happening and I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> there is just, a, there really is a, um, a lot going on and certainly from the perspective of buyers, they want to take advantage of, um, of the environment, uh, the, the rate environment. So um, there's, a, there's a lot going on and just keep one step, in, one foot in front of the other. I think that's all we can do. Absolutely. And we will definitely keep you guys posted about uh, what's going on with the market. Um, as you know, we are doing it on a biweekly basis. So um, in the next couple of weeks or two weeks from now, we will probably do another one and uh, gather all the data um, and uh, give you the latest update. Uh, but until then, thank you again for listening in to our um, Housing Matters podcast. My name again is Oscar Wei. And along with uh, Leslie, our chief economist, uh, we wish everyone um, uh, a good um, uh, housing market, um, brighter housing market outlook in the next um, near future, I could say. Um, and uh, good luck and stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks, everybody. It's been great to be here today with you, Oscar. Take care. Thank you, Leslie. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.